guys, it's Deanna with The Last Brain Cell. I have a guest star today. His name is Ran. It's really hard to say for some people. <laughs> this is my cousin. Um, so I was going to say that I've known you my whole life, which actually I haven't. I've known you your whole life. Yes, this is true. Yeah. I am the bigger cousin. Mm -hmm. He's the little cousin. Yeah, little. He, um, so we... uh. Well, he grew up in North Carolina. I was like intermittently in North Carolina, um, which I finally moved down there in third grade. I think it was 2003, right? In the past. No, 2004. It's four. Yeah. So our, uh, our Nana, our, my dad's mom and his sister's mom passed away. Mom's mom. Yeah. Same mom. <laughs> You said sister's mom. Did I? Yes. Oh, my dad's sister's mom. There you go. Which is your mom. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, they, um, she passed away in 2004, um, which prompted me and my family to move to North Carolina, um, which that's when me and him actually started getting a little closer. How old were you when Anna passed? Six. Yeah, yeah, for six that year. So you don't really remember much about it. Do you remember much about Nana? Not a lot. Um, I have a few little memories here and there, but... Not a lot. Not a lot. I remember her cooking and her mm -hmm. big old hair. Yes. She had that, uh, what was it, a beehive hair. Yeah. You know, and it was gray. Mm -hmm. She didn't like any pictures, so nobody nope. has any There's... pictures of her. I think I can count like a total of three pictures that we have found of her. I know of one. They were mm -hmm. at like a picnic, like an outdoor yep. thing. Well, she's actually smiling in it. Mm -hmm. There's one of her and Pawpaw at the church directory. Yep. But she's not smiling. No. Then I know of one where she managed to get her hand up in time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, in my mind, he's eight and will always be eight. He's not eight anymore. No. But um, it's actually funny. So he's he's visiting me um, from, he's in the army. Um, he's been in Korea for the past year. 15 months. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. I didn't like it either. <laughs> not this time. Well, you liked the food, didn't you? No, it was good the first time I was in Korea. The second time, it all tasted the same as the first time. Food doesn't really change like that. Oh, well, yeah, but there's not a whole lot of selection in Korea. They have Korean food. Oh, like here you've got like Korean and Italian. Mm -hmm. and Whatever you're feeling that night, you can go get. In Korea, mm. you pretty much got Korean or American fast food. That sucks. Yeah. How's the American fast food there? Is it actually like good? Oh, it's so much better. So you're here? Yes. Really? In, in America, I won't eat McDonald's. I don't like it. I don't think it tastes good at all. In Korea, if I could, I'd go almost every day. That's interesting. So, for starters, it actually looks like the picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when you get it, it actually looks like the picture that you see. Um, but second, in Korea, they do a lot of uh, bulgogi burgers. Hmm. Which is how they traditionally, I guess, or have figured out how to make beef and how they flavor it, which is sort of sweet. Mm -hmm. And I have a sweet tooth, so, you know, I was all over it. Huh. 
Huh, that's interesting. Sweet meat. Mm. I don't know. I have to taste it. I it's think. really good. I have to, oh, all right. I'll take your word it's for really it. It's really good. I'll take your word for it. We actually went and got sushi earlier today. Mm. So good. Um, but yeah, so he's, how long have you been in the army? Eight? Seven and a half years. Almost eight. Years. Almost eight. Yeah. You, uh, when did you join? October of 2015. That was right before I left for boot camp. Because mm -hmm. I left in January of 2016. Yep. So we were. Uh, you got you went into boot camp as I came out of basic. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's kind of funny, you know. I obviously didn't stay, <laughs> but you're going to be a lifer. Most so. likely, yeah. You want to tell them what you do? So I fix radars. It's the easiest way to put it. Basically, I don't work until something breaks. But when it breaks, I don't get to stop working on it until it's fixed. So, give and take. Yeah, there's a lot of days where I leave early, but when I have to work, I've done up to seventy-two hours straight on one radar because yeah. it took that long to fix it. I never had to do seventy-two hours straight, but I remember um, there was this massive like fuel spill, mm. um, and because I I worked, uh, I was in the flight deck um, fueling aircrafts. So we obviously handled fuel, which not only did we fuel, we also did the QA of it. You know, we did the below decks and, and, and whatever else. And it, I mean, there's, it's a science to it. Well, I remember one night it was raining cause I worked nights and, um, you have to do like watch rounds, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and the people weren't doing their rounds cause it was raining. Oh yeah. No, I don't want to go out and get wet. Exactly. Well, <laughs> apparently, like, whenever we were going off of shift, they were saying that, oh, there was a couple hundred gallons spilled, which sounds like a lot, but it's really not. You know, they don't really care that much about a couple hundred. And so I was like, hey, yeah, whatever. I'm going to bed. So we go, all of us on shift go to bed. You know, we wake up and there's like, we have all of these phone calls, all these text messages. There's articles about it. It was like thousands and thousands of gallons that were spilled overnight. Like it was like going off of the base and into the civilians and they had to like evacuate. Oh my gosh. It was awful. Mm. And I remember we worked it probably a good 15, 16 hour nights for like five or six days in a row. Mm. And I, the, the first day we had off, I slept for 12 hours, mm -hmm. got up and ate, slept for another 12 hours. Mm -hmm. That was exhausting. <laughs> That's probably the most tired I've ever been in my life. Yep. Oh, uh, that 72 hour one for me. So with my job, we expect these really long sight calls is what we call them mm -hmm. to fix these radars. And so generally we plan to get replaced within 24 hours. Right. Well, the issue was we were out in the middle of the desert and all of a sudden it rained. And all of the roads that led to the site that we were at got flooded. Mm. And my replacements weren't sure that they could make it through it. And so I had to stay out there and figure it out. Oh my gosh. That's but yes, were you the only one there, like working? No, on this is actually people? back when I was just a little E four specialist, mm -hmm. and uh, the little E fours. Mm -hmm. um, I was an E four, by the way. 
Um, <laughs> and my, I had a sergeant out there with me who was actually leading the site call. Oh, I got you. So. Um, yeah, so you've been over in Qatar, Korea. Qatar, Korea, and Texas. <laughs> Good old yeah. Texas. Yeah. But you've been to Fort Korea West. twice. Korea twice. You're about to go um, back to Qatar. Yeah, most likely. And then... I'm getting ready to head over to Texas before I go back to the Middle East. So He's been on leave for like a month, hence the beard. Yeah. <laughs> I have never seen this man with a beard. He came to my door and I was like, who is this strange man? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we are super close. Though. We're two mm-hmm. years apart in age. So I remember there was like a time period growing up where like, not that we didn't get along. But it was like a very like boy versus girl thing. Yeah. Where we didn't like hang out with nothing. And then I graduate high school and this guy transfers to my high school. Like, why couldn't you have done that mm-hmm. before I graduated? Which he probably did that on purpose because I'm very embarrassing. Oh, yes. She. I did my best to make sure people did not know. <laughs> That that was my cousin. <laughs> so um, rude. They eventually still found out, but mm-hmm. oh, I because they they still talked about me mm-hmm. um, after leaving, and Ryan finally stepped up one time and was like, "Yeah, that's my cousin." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was learning a few things I didn't want to know. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're gonna focus a lot on military stuff that's why that's why rosa's not here um she uh you know was a little busy today plus she really doesn't know anything about the military other than what i told her so we're gonna start talking about um military punishments Uh those are uh so earlier today uh we were helping my grandma with some things and we had the, the bed of the truck was like full of water and we had to figure out how to get the water out. Well, you know, I was like, well, let's grab a broom and just sweep the water out. And both of us, <laughs> we've had to do that in the military, sweeping rain while it's raining, raining. Mm-hmm. outside before. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to do it as punishment. Yeah, no, we had to as well. Uh, it was somebody forgot their wet weather gear. And so our drill sergeants made sure we would never forget that again. Ever. Ever. Yeah. I remember boot camp. There was, um, you know, you know, the RDCs or whatever are always yelling at you. Oh, yeah. And, and whatever. Well, I remember one time we came back from Chow and our shit was everywhere. Ah, Like they yes. opened up our, um, our bunks and threw everything out. Mm-hmm. There was shit knocked over. And they were calm. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know they were mad when they came to pick us up from Chow. Oh, no, never. They're really good actors. Yeah. And they just come in, and we're all quiet, not saying anything. And they were just like, you have 10 minutes to put all this shit back. Go. And, oh, my gosh, we have never been so frantic in our lives. Yep. That was awful. Yeah, so we never got our entire bay tossed mm. like that. But if they found any one locker open, because we had uh, standing lockers, 
that line the outside of our bay. Um, if they found anyone's unsecured, typically what they would do is they would take your lock and then they would take everybody's lock who was unsecured and lock them all together. And of course, all of our locks looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. They were combination locks. They were all silver with the black dial. So they all look exactly the same. They would lock them all together and just throw them in the middle. That figure it out. But then they'd toss your individual locker and you know, it was all over your bunk and See, we didn't have lockers. We had um we had the, the bunk beds. Yep. But the beds itself like lifted up. Okay. So we um we had, that's where all of our clothes and like essentials and stuff were. And then we had a little twelve by twelve drawer, mm-hmm. maybe two inches tall of our personal belongings. And that's where all of our personal stuff went. I mean like letters um shampoo conditioner like i mean all of the personal stuff that was like ours alone mm-hmm. we only had a 12 by 12 by 2 box to put it in well that makes sense because that's how it is on a ship yeah that's kind of what they were simulating mm-hmm. um because they would they would teach us how to fold our clothes you know the tightest way possible oh, yes yeah which a lot of us so um i remember we would like only use one item of each thing <laughs> And have everything else like ironed and like crisp and folded. That way, like none of that was ever touched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and like we would go to bed. I, I would have the bed already made, have my uniform on. If if I had watched that night, right? I would already have the uniform on, and then just throw on the sweats over top of it, and then just use the top blanket. That way, all I have to do is take oh, off the sweats. Oh, see, we had people who tried doing stuff like that. But our drill sergeants would come in and do checks throughout the night. Mm-hmm. And if they saw you not using your green cotton, I think, uh, sheet along with your white sheet, you had to be using both. So that way your bed was as completely messed up as possible. As possible. Um, they would wake the entire bay up and smoke us for 10 minutes and then say, hey, yeah. you can go back to bed now. Oh my gosh. I remember there was one time I was knocked out. So the only time we can lay in our bed mm-hmm. was at night when yes. it was time to go to bed. There, yes. there was no sitting on your beds, like mm-hmm. nothing. And I remember there was one night I was like knocked out. So the next morning people are talking about like an RDC coming in in the middle of the night and yelling at people and all sorts of stuff. I was like, what are you guys talking about? They're like, yeah, so-and-so came in in the middle of the night and was yelling at us. And I'm like, I no, they weren't. I don't remember any of that. I slept through it. That's how tired I was. There was another time though, where we had already gone to bed. I don't know if I was dreaming or what happened, but I got up super fast and I was like, "We gotta get ready. We gotta get ready." And the there was two people beside me, and they're like, "Andrews, what? What's your problem? What are you doing?" And I was like, "They're coming. We gotta get up." They were like, "We just went to bed like an hour ago. Lay down." And I'm like. Okay, all right, okay. So, that never happened to me. Usually, I don't dream very much. So, when I go to sleep, I just wake up hours later. Um, It's kind of boring. But, we had one person. I was on guard, and just kind of walking around the bay, because I was bored. And, I saw this one person, who was completely locked up in their bed. It looked like they were laying at the position of attention. 
That's terrible. And then all of a sudden, it, it got more scary. They snapped to parade rest in their bed. In their sleep. In their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh no so for those of you that don't know so most of you know what standing at attention is you know that's the yeah. the the simple you know arms by your side you know feet together feet together or heels together oh, yeah and um, well parade rest is whenever you see like the arms like snap up behind their back and the legs spread um now parade rest you are not allowed to speak but you can at attention as long as you're spoken to Oh. For us, it's either one as long as you're spo- as long as you're spoken to. I remember them telling us that when you're at parade rest, you cannot speak. You have to go to attention to speak, and then go back to parade rest. Interesting. So for the army, at least, you don't stand at attention for non-commissioned officers, which are your drill sergeants. Mm-hmm. Non-commissioned officers, such as drill sergeants you stand at parade rest for. Mm. Officers and warrant officers, you stand at attention for. Okay, I see what you're saying. So. Huh. That's interesting how, like, they're, like, different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're all the same country, but we all treat each other differently in our respective branches. Yeah. <laughs> I mm. can pretty much... I, can, I, think, I think I can attest to, like, most military personnel can point out someone if they know they're in the military and tell you what branch they're in oh most definitely they everyone has a look Mm -hmm. um it's it's pretty easy to tell once you're like in the military it's it's like really easy to know like like oh yeah that's a marine for sure (laughs) like oh i gotta have a prius air force Uh, yeah (laughs) what do you think about the space force they're an over glorified air force as far as I'm aware, they still use Air Force basic training anyways. Yeah. They don't have their I own. I think they're, they're stationed on Air Force bases they are. too, right? Uh-huh. I, I was, uh, I don't remember where I was. I was talking to this lady about me being in the military. And she was like, oh yeah, my so-and-so, my, I think grandson is in the Space Force. And I had a mask on, luckily. So I had to like hold back. Like, I respect all branches. And, and we all do. You know what I mean? But there's obviously like certain branches that we make fun of more often than not. Um, but Space Force, it just... I mean, look, they make it too easy. So when y'all watch this and after you watch it, I need you to go look it up. If you look at the Space Force logo and you compare it to the Star Trek logo, it they're almost exactly the same. The same. Yeah, they're not making it easy for themselves. And then on top of that, so each branch, we refer to each other differently. Marines are Marines, Navy is sailors, Army is soldiers. They call themselves Guardians. <laughs> I didn't know that! Yes, they are Space no! Force Guardians. Like Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. No fucking way. Yes, they are Guardians. <sighs> so... I ran into a couple of Space Force people the last time I was in Qatar. I was on Al-Udid Air Base, which is an Air Force base. So, therefore, going to get Space Force. And I was in line at the chow hall. And this particular chow hall had two lines side by side. And I was standing with my Chief Warrant Officer 3 that I worked with. We were just talking. And then all of a sudden, the line beside us moved up. And we saw these name tapes on uniforms that looked different. 
they were different colored. So in the army, ours are black. Mm-hmm. All the lettering on our uniforms is black. In the Air Force, it's more of a brown. Well, these were blue. Blue, like navy blue, blue or like, like navy blue. I, it has a different name. I've mm. heard it before, but I don't know what it is. It's an Air Force type of blue. And it said U.S. Space Force. <laughs> and me and my chief were almost starstruck because we're like, you They're guys are real? <laughs> <laughs> and now, fortunately, these two were officers, and so they laughed with us, and then we started talking about it. But then a couple of months later, I was still on that airbase, and I went to the IT guys on that base. And I'm getting helped by one of them, and then they kind of have to trade off with somebody else because they had something else to go do. And this guy that comes up is in the Space Force. But he's an E-1, a private, the lowest rank you can be, which means he went to boot camp for the Space Force. And it, oh, and didn't, like, transition over. Right, he didn't transition over from another branch, um, which is what they did in the beginning. They took a bunch of people from other branches who volunteered, so that way they could start getting things stood up. Right. Well, they didn't just start from the bottom and have right. a bunch of little E1s running around. Exactly. <laughs> so, this guy, he helped me, and then I looked at him, and I'm like, so, I'm correct in assuming that you went to boot camp for the Space Force. And he's like, yeah, I did. And I was like, how was that? How was that? And he's like, oh, well, it was the same as the Air Force. He's like, so it was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. The different boot camps or mm-hmm. Air Force is 100% the easiest. Oh, by far. I love boot camp. <laughs> no. <Mm-mm. laughs> no. Nope. It was a game. Where you wanted to keep your head low mm-hmm. and don't just get noticed. Do what you're told, when you're told to do it, and how you're told to do it, and you'll be just fine. Yep. And that's why it was As... so easy for me. <laughs> you know, the scene in Forrest Gump, mm. when he puts his rifle back together incredibly quickly, his drill sergeant runs up to him and says, Gump, why did you put it back together so quickly? Because you told me to, drill sergeant. I mean, if you do what the drill sergeant says, how the drill sergeant says to do it, when the drill sergeant says to yeah, do it, you will be perfectly fine. You know, the, the the girls that would take things to heart and take things so personally, or like oh. if someone would yell at them and they would like yell back, or I'm like, y'all are stupid. First off, why did you join the military? You knew, you knew this is how boot camp was going to mm-hmm. be, so you should have came prepared. You know, once I got to that point where I'm just like, they're just doing their job and I'm just trying to make it through, it mm-hmm. makes it so much easier. Oh, it does. Um, we had one girl at uh, Basic drop out on the first day. Yeah. During our uh, shark attack. I believe which it. Which is nowhere near what it used to be, no. um, even when I went through. But basically, one drill sergeant started yelling at her. She essentially showed a little bit of weakness in some way. And all the rest of them swarmed her. And she yep. just fell down crying. It's awful. I remember one time, so I was a yeoman in boot camp, which um, a yeoman is, like, in charge of, like, paperwork and stuff. Like, we were, like, right-hand men to the RDCs. I was the medical yeoman. So I was in charge of making sure people got to their medical appointments and, and whatever else. And um, 
we at night we had like like we had this board this like cork board with like papers on it and at the end of the night we had to get them signed by an rdc and i was in charge of that i could not find my rdcs and we had to get it done by like i don't know seven o'clock at night so 1900 and it was like 1855 and i could not find my rdcs so you know you've got all the females in one barracks and then you've got the males which is the sister um division the sister division is across the hall so there's rdcs over there so i was like well let me just go over there and see if i can get them to sign it so you know i had to ask for permission to board basically and since i'm a female and i go into there where the rdcs are and i was like um you know excuse me petty officer like i i can you sign this because it's almost 1900 i can't find my rdcs like I don't know what else to do. And they just kind of look at me. They look at each other. They smile. And they said, no. <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I, I appreciate it, Eddie Officer. <laughs> so I just kind of left. So I was like, well, oh, I'm screwed. Um, so, but it's like, you know, someone else would have gotten upset about that or mad. And I saw them smirk. Like they're obviously doing it on purpose. They could have signed it 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, they're just being assholes basically. But they're having fun. Yeah. And, and you have to, because I mean, they're with us 90% of their day. Oh yes. They're there before we are awake and they don't leave until, until we, we go, go to bed. Sleep. Yeah. Which means like, and they, they've got real lives. They mm-hmm. go home to their families, you know, and I was there for like two months straight so, mm-hmm. I mean, think about, like, the, the classes, you know, that they go through. They're there all the time. They're mm-hmm. never not there. Exactly. I mean, even, like, like seven days a week they're there. Yes. Um, I think for us on Sundays, we only had half of them there. Yeah, they, like, switched off. Uh-huh. Oh. But, but still, that means every other Sunday, every other week, you're there yeah. seven days a week. Yeah, that means you work, what, 13 days in a row? 13 days straight, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, really call in sick. No, no. No. Especially when I went through, we were kind of uh, a little short on drill sergeants. Darn. I know. Horrible. <laughs> um, my platoon, so a group of about 40 of us, had just one drill sergeant mm-hmm. for most of my cycle. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't call in sick ever. Yeah. Uh, well, calling in sick is non-existent in the military <laughs> i the yeah. the navy almost killed me twice <laughs> um one time i got um i found these bumps on my leg and i was like this is weird i'm gonna get them checked out so i went mm-hmm. over to medical i had a chief talking to me um which in the navy is an e7 i don't know, I don't know yeah navy ranks. it's a yeah it's an e7 um and he was like, Andrews, this is fine. Like, you're going to, if it gets worse, come back. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Well, the next day it was spreading. So that to me means it's getting worse, right? Yeah. So I went back and he was so angry. He pulled out this book and slapped his book and opened this page. And it's like someone's leg is like decaying, basically. Mm-hmm. He said, when it looks like this, come back to medical. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. So I told my chief about it and they had a little conversation. I don't know what was said, but 
Um, well, the next day, um, it was spreading to my face. Ooh. And I was like, I need to go to the hospital. So I went to a naval hospital, and they told me I had scabies, which for you know, the people that don't know what scabies are, it's like lice, but they're like they burrow in your skin. Mm-hmm. So almost like chiggers. But yeah. they're really hard to get rid of. They're you know, it's almost like lice where you have to burn everything. And so they gave me medication and you know, I, I got out of my barracks room, you know, because we were gonna start the whole process. Well, I woke up the next day, my face was swollen. I said, I'm on medication, it should be getting better. Mm-hmm. It's not. So then I went to the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. And the Air Force said, yeah, the Navy is are idiots. Um, you have poison ivy. Oh. Um, one more day, my throat would have closed and I would have died. Nice. So, because I am highly allergic to poison ivy. Mm-hmm. So, that was the first time. The second time, my one of my tonsils was hanging off of my throat. I mean, like, legit, like, dangling in the back of my throat. And so naturally, I went to medical, and they're over here like, whoa, that's so cool, like looking at my mouth. So first off, yeah, that makes sense. I'm dying, help me. Um, and they were like, uh, you know, you're not gonna be able to see a specialist for X amount of days. And I was like, you realize I'm choking, like, on myself, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, I'm gonna go to um, the naval hospital, and they were like, yeah, that's not normal. Um, but the specialist had left already, so they were like, give them a call in the morning, and then you'll mm-hmm. be able to see them. Yeah, they were saying, like, five to ten business days. I was like, guys, I'm choking! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, once again, went to the Air Force. They said, yeah, that's not normal. Um, took me straight up to the specialist. Um, he numbed the back of my throat, first off, which was terrifying. Oh, I'm Having sure. a needle going down your throat. Ugh. Yeah, and then he grabs it, cuts it off while I'm awake, mind you. People are out for like two weeks when they get their tonsils removed. Yeah, he cuts it, throws it out, and said, All right, you can go back to work. Yep, I'm sorry, what? So I said, What happens when the numbness wears off? You know what he said? I know you know what he said. I'm sure ibuprofen, drink mm-hmm. water, walk and, it off, and ice cream. Yeah. Oh, oh, he at least prescribed he did, ice cream. He did tell me to eat ice cream. Oh, how nice and I was like, thing. so am I on light duty or anything? He said, no, you can go back to work. Okay, so we've talked a little about the military. So now we're going to finish it off with a game. And um, I'm going to basically say some Navy terminology and see if you can guess what they mean. Because even, you know, having the two branches, it's a little different. So yeah. um, do you know what a scuttlebutt is? No. Come no. on, just take a guess. No, I okay. The way that I've kind of heard it used is it's uh kind of like uh rumors and like what the word is right now. Kind of. Kind no. Of. So it it's uh, so it's a water fountain. Oh. So basically, the um the history behind it, oh. I guess, is like. I think word around the watering hole yeah you know what i mean okay. like where people conjugate to drink water is where they socialize mm-hmm. and so i mean you're kind of on the right track i guess okay what about knee knockers <laughs> you know when i hear that i think of a uh toe hitch on the back of a truck i mean that's a good, that's a good <laughs> guess so 
here's the actual term. It says uh, a passageway opening through a bulkhead. So you know how in the ship where um, you've got like these archways, but it goes mm -hmm. all the way around. It's yes. not like here where it's just on the sides and the top. Right. You know, it's like a circle, basically. That's a knee knocker because, well, I guess it's more of a shin knocker, but, huh. yeah. you know. Close they, enough. Um, hurt, that's for sure. Do you know what bulkhead means? How it's part on the ship or a location. Mm -hmm. But that's about all I know. It's a wall. Oh. <laughs> it's literally just a wall. Well. Um, what? Uh, the head. That's the restroom. Yes. Yeah. That is a bathroom. The bathroom. Yep. Uh, what about the quarter deck? Yeah, I know it's a location, mm -hmm. but. So here's the actual terminology. Part of the main deck reserved for honors and ceremonies and the station of the officer of the deck. Uh, so the quarter deck is basically where you come into a ship. Gotcha. You, there's like a person standing there and you have to like, you know, ask for permission to come aboard. and yeah. All ceremoniously. Correct. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, Bravo Zulu. Hmm. I have no idea. Good job. <laughs> it literally just means good job. Bravo, Zulu. Okay. <laughs> the brig. Uh, that's where you go when you're in trouble. That is the jail. Yeah. Okay, so now it's my turn. Now we're going to test, see if she knows any army terminology. So I'm going to start off with, uh, you used... Uh, Bravo Zulu for one. We have Charlie Mike. Not a clue? No. No. Okay. Charlie Mike is continue mission. Which means, mm. oh, okay. Anyways, carrying on. Yeah. <laughs> carry on. We say carry on a lot. Yeah. All right. So then the next one is a Blue Falcon. I say it as a Blue Falcon. Like it's an object? It refers to an individual. Is it like like Joe Navy? Like Joe Navy are like the people that like have everything perfect. Oh no, perfect. this is no? almost the exact opposite. Oh, so a shit bag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Only difference is this tacks on the fact that Blue Falcon actually stands for buddy fucker. Oh. They're the ones that'll throw you under the bus to try to save themselves. Mm. Yeah, we don't. That's just shit bag in the navy. Okay, yeah. Now we just use shit bag for. Uh, yeah, you're. You're a piece of shit. You, know, <laughs> you you probably shouldn't be a soldier. Right. All right. Next one I've got is Barney style. God, I don't like the sound of that. Often. <laughs> it's actually nothing bad. So this one gets used a lot in basic training or with new soldiers. It's okay. I explained it one way, you didn't understand it. I'm going to break it down Barney style for you, which means I'm going to simplify it to where even a kindergartner could understand what I'm trying to tell you. See, we've got the opposite where, have you ever heard of you're nuking it? I've heard it, but I so, assume it's the same as you bombed it. Like, you'd... Uh, Yes, but no. So a nuke is the, the smartest people in the Navy. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you ask. They, like, you have to have, like, a 99 ASVAB to become a nuke. Um, and that's because they work on the nuclear warfare stuff in the ship. 
And so usually they're very, very, very smart people. Well, very, very, very smart people think there are always difficult answers to questions when in reality, nine times out of 10, there's a very simple solution. So if you are trying to find the most difficult way to solve a problem, we always say you're nuking it. Yes. So we use, don't make an MOS sound under it. Mm. <laughs> I like that. So for those of y'all who don't know, MOS stands for Military Occupational Specialty. That's basically just a really fancy way of saying what your job is. Yeah. So we're telling you not to make a whole new job out of that's, it. That's funny. I like that. <laughs> okay. I really hope that this one isn't specific to the Army because it, it's a good one. Do y'all ever get the good idea fairies in the Navy? No. Oh. I've heard the terminology, but I don't think we ever use it. In the okay, game. so I promise you, you've had some kind of leadership who has a good idea fairy sitting on their shoulder. Oh, I'm sure. Because what this good idea fairy does is whispers these ideas in their head. And they're like, oh, hey, we should do that. Hmm. Whether it be something from, let's have a unit fun day that consists of everybody still showing up in uniform and trying to parade around in front of the uh, spouses to, oh, the soldiers would really like it if we straightened everything up around here. Which, you know, you're probably right until they say, but the soldiers got to straighten it up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just... We had to wax our own floors. Oh, yeah. I had to paint curbs one time. Ooh. Yeah, well, that's a punishment in the army. We, uh, We paint rocks. And uh, what they'll end up doing is they have to pick up the rock individually, paint it, and put it down so the painted side is up. And then every rock in that pit has to be painted side up. So they have to be put back where they were? Not necessarily, Mm -hmm. but they all have to go back in there. And then usually on the next day, they have to flip them all over. I'm going to do one more. And... Again, I really hope it's not just army. Let's hurry up and wait. Oh, no, that's definitely all. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, hurry up and wait. First day of boot camp. Yes. In other words, simply put, I need you to get here as soon as possible. Okay, cool. Now that you're here, (laughs) we have to wait for this to happen so that way we can do what we need to do. Yeah. Or sometimes it's just, hey, I need you to get here right now. You get there. Okay, cool. Glad you're here. Uh, we're now what? we're taking off in three hours. Stay here. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to The Last Brain Cell and my wonderful guest star, my cousin. This is Kilo. This is first time on the podcast. Um, for those of you who can't here or can't see me sorry um head on over to our instagram we've got pictures of our animals on there so that way you can actually see them or go over to youtube and actually watch us that would be fine too um but thank you guys so much for tuning in um and learning a little bit about the military and our funny ish stories they're funny to those of us who are in yeah i guess to civilians they don't really make that much sense but for those of you that are military yeah yeah we're laughing about shared trauma yeah i mean that's how you 
bond, really, it is. though. Trauma bonds are great. Trauma bonds are great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And go like, comment, follow, share. All of those things All those that things. people talk about. Yeah. It was good. Good speaking to you guys. See you next time.